Shalom to all. Today's office Chagig Adav Chavav. We are starting Chav Hamud Beis on the bottom with a brand new Mishnah. And today's office sponsor Lili Nishmas. Mars Miriam Sarah Basar Yaakov Moshe Her Nisham Shadav Nalia. And Lili Nishmas Mars Freida Chaya Beila Basar Yitzchak Tzvi Her Nisham Shadav Nalia. Now before we start, it's important to know that pottery, earthenware kalim, were not allowed to be made in Yerushalayim due to the amount of smoke the kiln produced. Therefore, all klichers were made out of Yerushalayim and mostly by Amaratzim. What we're going to be learning over here, though, is even though the Chacham were geyser that an item touched by an Amarat is tame, this gzair was lifted with klichers that would be used for Kaidash, one is allowed to trust a potter who is an Ama Arts that is Kalim Artar, because if not, where else were you supposed to buy Kalim from? The Mishnah tells us, from Maidim, which was a city 15 mil outside of Yerushalayim. Vilifnim means closer to Yerushalayim. These potters who are Amaratim are believed to say that they're Klicheres Artahar, but from Maidim and outside, further away from Yerushalayim, in Amon, and then they're not believed. Ketad, what's the case? This potter that's selling his pottery, he comes towards Yerushalayim from Maidim, who Hakadar him. The potter himself that had come in, the Hinakderas, and the pottery that he brought with him, the Hinakderas, and the Lakhin, the buyers that saw him come in, Neman, then he's Neman on those pots. Yatza, but once he leaves, once he goes outside Maidim, Enoi Neman, he's not believed regarding the Tahara of his Kalim. And Tana the Brisa tells us Maidim, the city of Maidim itself, are you allowed to buy pottery from a potter in Maidim itself? Pa'am Kilifnim, Pa'am Kilachatz. Sometimes it's treated like Lifnim, like the Yerushalayim area, and sometimes it's treated like Chutz, like outside the Maidim area, further away, outside, which we would not be able to trust him. Kate said, what's the case? If the potter is leaving the Yerushalayim area and going back into Maidim, and the Chavir is coming from outside Maidim, he's coming from the Tel Aviv area, and he's going into Maidim, then it's considered like inside, it's considered like it's the Yerushalayim area. Why is that? Because the potter is not going to be going into Yerushalayim anytime soon. He's coming from Yerushalayim, and the Chavir is coming from outside, and he's going back into Yerushalayim, so if he doesn't buy pots now, and he doesn't buy everything he needs now in Maidim itself, he's not going to have a chance for a long time. So therefore we say he's allowed to buy stuff from the potter inside Maidim itself. But if both the potter and the chaver are coming from outside Maidim, from the Tel Aviv area, and they're going into Maidim, or Chafav Amanal Fanatap, Aishneim Yaitzim, both of them are leaving the Yerushalayim area and they're going into Maidim, Kilchutz, so then it's considered like the outside, and you would not be allowed to buy it from him in Maidim itself. That's because if you're coming from outside, you're coming from the Tel Aviv area, let's say, so the potter is going to end up going to Yerushalayim pretty soon, so you could just buy them from him in the Yerushalayim area. And if both of you are coming from the Yerushalayim area, well, you should have bought it from him when he was there and not Waited till he got into Moedim. And our Rabbi, he says, we actually learned that distinction in our Mishnah. The Mishnah says, The potter that's selling his pottery, and he's going inwards from Moedim, meaning he's going towards Yushalayim, so you're allowed to buy pots from him. The only reason why you're allowed to buy them from him is because he's inwards, he's closer towards Yushalayim. But that implies that if he's in Moedim itself, he's not believed and you're not allowed to buy them from him. But Ema Seifa, it says in the end of Mishnah, if he leaves Moedim area going away from Yushalayim, so he's not trusted. But that implies, that if he's still in Maidim itself, Naman, so he is believed. El must be the we learn from here. Once talking where the Kadr is leaving the Yerushalayim area, going back into Maidim, and the Chavir is coming from outside the Maidim area, coming into Maidim, then he's allowed to buy them in Maidim itself. The beginning of the mission that implies that you're not allowed to buy them from him if it's in Maidim itself is talking about the case where they're both coming from outside of Maidim or they're both coming from Yerushalayim, so then you would not be allowed to buy them in Maidim itself. We have a Raya from our Mishnah. And Tana, we have a Raya. We can believe these potters that are when we're buying these small klicheres for kaidash purposes. Our Mishlaka, she says, it has to be small enough that it's taken with one hand. Rabbi Yechonamr, he says, even if you can't carry it in one hand, but if it's going to be used for kaidash, you can still trust him. Our Mishlaka, Rishlaka also says, that's only if this kli is empty. But if this kli has something of the Amarats inside, you cannot trust him that this kli is tahar. Rabbi Yechonamr, he says, even if it's full of food, it has liquid in it, it has something in it, 
even if his garment is inside it, you could still trust that the kli itself is tahar. But Vamarava, Rava says, does agree with Mashkin Atzman that the liquid itself that's in these kalim shein tameim, that liquid is tame. Since that liquid comes from an Amaaretz, we say the liquid is tame. The kli isn't tame, but the liquid's tame. And Valtatama, don't be surprised if such a thing could be. Sharei Lugan Mali Mashkin, we have a case where there's a kli that's full of liquid, Lugan Tameim Tomas Shivo Mashkin Tyron. In a certain scenario, the kli is going to be tame, but the liquid inside is going to be tar. So over here, it makes sense to say that the liquid inside is tame and the kli is tar. And the mission continues. Hagabim Shenechasulas Echabayas tax collectors that go inside a house, Vechena Ganavim Shechzuas Akalim, and also Ganavim, robbers that returned Kalim that they stole. Now, Manim Lemer Loy Naganu, they're believed to say that we didn't touch the inside of the kli, and the kli is still tar. Once again, as we've said, the Chum were geyser that anything touched by an Amaaretz is tame. Here in the first case, we're dealing with Jewish tax collectors that were, for the most part, Amaratim, and they were collecting taxes for a non Jewish king. So they went into this Yid's house and they're touching all of his things, trying to find something they could take for the taxes that the Yid didn't pay. And they're believed to say they didn't touch the inside of a kli and that that kli is still tahar. Same thing with robbers. We have Jewish robbers. For the most part, Jewish robbers are going to be Amaratim, and they returned Caleb that they stole. They're believed to say they didn't touch the inside of the kli. The mission continues with Yerushalayim, Naman, Amal Kaidesh. In Yerushalayim, Amaratim are believed on Kaidesh, and Rubishas Regal, Afal Truma. If it's Yontif time, Amaratim are even believed on Truma. Now the Gemara is going to ask a question on the first case of the Mishnah. Verminil ask you a steer. The Bryser says, If we have these Jewish tax collectors that go into the house, everything's tummy because we assume that they touched everything. The Gemara says, like, gosh, It's not a problem. This Bryser that we just quoted is talking where he has a Gentile with him. Our Mishnah is talking about where he doesn't have a Gentile with him. Did not because the Mishnah says, If there is a Gentile with them, so we see that we're talking about a Gentile being with them. Now, they are believed to say that we didn't go into the house. They're not believed to say that they went into the house, but they didn't touch anything. So we see that there's a difference between a guy being with him or a guy not being with him. Who cares if there's a guy with him? Why should that make a difference in his namanis? Why shouldn't he be believed to say that we didn't touch anything, even though we had a guy with him? Rabbi Yechon Rebbe they both answer. Chadam, or one of them says, Amos Nachrealein, this Jewish tax collector, is afraid of the Nachri, this Gentile that's with him. But Chadam, or one of them says, Amos Machos this Jewish tax collector, is afraid of the king. My Benayo, what's the difference? The difference is, Nachri Shein Echashiv, if this Gentile with him is not important. If this Gentile that's with the Jewish tax collector is his supervisor, so this Jewish tax collector is afraid of his supervisor, he's afraid he's going to be punished, so therefore he's going to make sure that he touches everything and looks through everything and does his job properly. And that's understanding of Amos Nachrealein, he's afraid of this Gentile himself. Well, let's say the Gentile that's with the Jewish tax collector is not a supervisor, he's just his assistant, or he's getting trained in. So the tax collector is not afraid of the Gentile, but he is afraid that he's going to be ratted on to the king if he doesn't do a proper job, and therefore he's going to make sure to do a proper job and touch everything in the house. And if a Ghanav returned Kalim that he stole, he's believed to say that he didn't touch the inside. As the Gemara of Yermini, we have a steer, the Bryce says, if Ghanavim go into the house, only the place where they walked is Tame. We assume that wherever they walked, they touched everything there and it's going to be Tame. And by the same token, if they stole something, of course we have to assume it's Tame. Why would we believe them that it's not Tame? So Rav Pinchas, which made the Ravi, answers, we're talking about a case where this Ghanav did Tshuva. And they cannot be the Ketani Shechazirosa Kalim. Our Mishnah says that they returned the Kalim. Why in the world would a robber return Kalim that he stole? It must be that he did Tshuva. If he's doing Tshuva, so we can trust him that he wasn't Metami the Kli. And we said of Yerushalayim, Namanam al Kaidesh, that we trust Amaratam al Kaidesh in Yerushalayim. Tana, we have a Braisa, Namanam al Klicheres, Gasan al Kaidesh. We trust them even for large Klicheres if we're going to be using them for Kaidesh. And Machal Kachlama, why is it that we're believing in Amarats when it comes to Kaidesh purposes? That's because what we said already previously, Shein Eisen Kivshainis Yerushalayim, they're not able to make these kilns, these ovens in Yerushalayim because they produce too much smoke. Therefore, the only place we could buy Klicheres is outside Yerushalaym, and the Chum say that we are allowed to trust them that they're Tahar. And the Mishnah said, Bishas Regal, at the time of Yantif, Afal Truma, we even trust Amaratim when it comes to Truma. Menon immediately, how do we know that? Because the Pasuk says, All of Klai shall gather to the city like one man. They're all treated like Chaveirim. 
the Pasuk treats everyone like Chaverim, even in Amaaretz, is treated like a Chaver on Yontif. And now in this mission, we're going to continue talking about this, that the Gzair that in Amaaretz is Matami, everything that he touches is lifted during Yontif when Yerushalayim is full of all sorts of Jews. Now the way that it used to work back in the day is that the storekeepers would leave a barrel of wine open in the store and it was self-serve. You took the ladle, put some in your kli, and then paid for it. And even though Amaratim are touching this wine, since it's Yontif, it's Chalamayid, the wine doesn't become Tameh. And the Mishnah tells us, Habisei if a store owner opened up a brand new barrel of wine, or a baker started baking brand new dough, Algava Regal, right at the end of Yontif, and they're not going to have enough time to sell everything before Yontif's over, Rabbi Huda Aymer Yigmar, Rabbi Huda says that even though it's after Yontif, they're still allowed to continue selling this wine or this bread. That's because if they're not going to be allowed to continue selling it, because we're going to say, oh, and Amar, it's touched it, so it must be tummy, so then they're not going to bother opening it up on Yontif itself, and then people are going to have wine to drink on Yontif. They're not to continue after Yontif. That's because after Yontif, we take a look and we say, hey, an Amar, it's touched this on Yontif. If an Amar has touched it, it must be that it's Tameh. Yes, when the Amar has touched it on Yontif itself, we say that it's not Tameh, but now that it's after Yontif, we're going to say it's Tameh. And Yosef Rami Rav Yitzchak Nafcha killed Rav Yitzchak Nafcha, Rav Ami Rav Yitzchak Nafcha were sitting on the porch of Rav Yitzchak Nafcha. Pasachad Amar, one of them started saying, Is he allowed to take this barrel of wine and not sell it after Yontif, but sell it next Yontif? Amar Le'idach, so the other one told him, Everyone, including Amaratim, was touching this, and you want to say he's allowed to sell it next Yontif? It's Tameh. Amar so he responded, Up until now, wasn't everyone touching it? Everyone was touching it on Yontif, on Chalmayit itself, and you were allowed to sell it, so why shouldn't you be allowed to sell it next Yontif? Is that a good comparison? We understand up until now, meaning on Yontif, on Chalmayit itself, Thomas Amaretz Beregel, regarding the regular status of Tomen Amaretz has on Yontif, Rachmanatara, the Torah says that which he touches is not Tomei. But Alahashta, now that we're after Yontif, Tomei, everything should be Tomei. Now the Gemara suggests, name it let's say this is Machlekes Tanaim. The Tani Chad, we have one brass that says, Yani Chanel Regal. You should save this barrel of wine for the next yontif. But we have another brass that says don't save it for the next yontif. My love tonight, he doesn't mean it's machlekas tonight. So we say loy, that's not a raya. That which we say that we should leave it for next yontif. Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda's opinion. And that brass that says that we shouldn't save it for next yontif and we're not allowed to sell it at all. That's the opinion of the rabbanon. The Gemara says vitizber is that really logical? Rabbi Huda yigmar kamer. Rabbi Huda in our Mishnah says that you're even allowed to sell this wine after yontif itself and you don't even have to save it for next yontif. So why would we say that? Rabbi Huda tells us you have to save it for next Yontif, implying that you're not allowed to sell it after Yontif. So Ella must be Hadiktani Loyani Chena, that which the Brice said Loyani Chena, don't leave it for next Yontif. Rabbi Huda, that's Rabbi Huda, Hadiktani Yani Chena, and the Brice says you are allowed to leave it for next Yontif Rabbanon. So we actually see the Rabbanon say that you are allowed to leave it for next Yontif. So my Loyani Chena, what does that mean that you shouldn't leave it for next Yontif? Shein Sarachanicha, you don't have to leave it for next Yontif because Rabbi Huda holds that you're allowed to sell it even after Yontif, even during the week. You don't have to save it for next Yontif. If you want to save it for next Yontif, you could, but you don't have to. You could sell it even after this Yontif according to Rabbi Yehuda. And now continuing with this halacha that on Yontif, on Chalamayid, anything that Amar touches is not Tameh, but afterwards we say that Lim Afreya, retroactively, since they touched it, now it's considered Tameh. The Mishnah tells us, Misha'ava Regal, once Yontif passes, Mavrin Altar Zarazara, we have to go through the whole Azara and we have to retire everything because we say that Amaratim touched everything and all the Kalim in the Azara and they made them Tameh. But Ava Regal, Yom Shishi, if Yontif finished and now it's Friday, meaning Yontif finished on Thursday and the day after Yontif is Friday, wouldn't be entire everything because of covered Shabbos. They simply didn't have enough time. They had to prepare for Shabbos. Rabbi Huda, Rabbi Huda says, even on Thursday, meaning even if Yontif finished on Wednesday and the first day after Yontif is Thursday, they still wouldn't be entire everything then because the Kahanim simply didn't have enough time to be entire everything. Why is that? The Gemara tells us, we have a bride, so the Kahanim don't have enough time to be entire all the kilm that were in the Azar because they're busy taking out the Deshen. They're busy taking out all the ashes that were on top of the Mizbeach. These ashes piled up throughout Yontif from all the Karbanas that were brought on on Yontif, since they're busy taking out all these ashes, they don't have 
time to be mitar the kelim and the azara. And now the mission continues. Kitzam revir and al tar azara. How is it they would be mitar the azara? Matbiyonas hakelim shoyu mikdash. They would take all the kelim that were in the base of mikdash and they would be toivel them in the mikvah so they could take off their toma status of the amaretz. However, va'imrum lehem they would tell the kaihanim who were amaretzim. They would tell them on yontif hizaru kaihanim amaretzim. You should be very careful. Chafav on base on top shuloi take a shulchan that you don't touch the shulchan because the shulchan can't be immersed in the mikvah. It's not allowed to be moved from its place as we're going to see in the gemara. And therefore they made sure that the kaihanim amaretzim didn't touch the shulchan. All the kelim that were in the base of Mikdash, they all had seconds and thirds, meaning they all had replacement sets. If the original ones became Tameh, they would bring the replacements in their place. All the kelim that were in the base of Mikdash, they needed Tevila after Yantef, except for the Mizbech Hazov, which is the Mizbech that Kitaris was burned on, and the Mizbech Hanachash, which was the main Mizbech, because they're like earth, and therefore they cannot become Tameh. That's Rebelezer's opinion. That's because they're coded. And we're going to see in the Gemara tomorrow what that means because they're coded. And the Gemara tells us, Tana, we have a different price. So that tells us, Hizaru Shema Tegu B'Shulchan U'Menoira, that the Kahanim who are Maratzim were warned, don't touch the Shulchan or the Menoira. But Tana Dan, our Tana, my time, Tana Menoira, why didn't he say that they were warned that they shouldn't touch the Menoira? The answer is, Shulchan Ksebe Tamid. The Shulchan, it says about it, Tamid. It says, Lechem Panim Lufanai Tamid, that the Lechem Panim always has to be there. So if it becomes Tamid, they're not allowed to move it and bring it into the mikvah. But Menoira, like Seba Tamid, it doesn't say Tamid about the Menoira. If the Menoira becomes Tamid, no problem. Take the Menoira and put it in the mikvah. The Idach and the other Tana that says we have to be careful of the Menoira as well. Kevin the Chsev, since the Pasuk says, Ves HaMenoira, Noichacha Shulchan, then the Menoira is opposite the Shulchan. What do we learn from there? Kemand the Chsev, Batamidami. It's as if it says the Menoira always has to be there. The Menoira opposite the Shulchan means the Menoira is just like the Shulchan, and Menoira also always has to be there, is not allowed to be moved. The Idach and our Tana holds, Hulak Bayla Magam Huda Asa. That Pasuk is simply coming to tell us where the Menoira is supposed to be placed. Is it supposed to be placed on the right, on the left, in the front, in the back? We say it's supposed to be placed opposite the Shulchan. It doesn't mean it always has to be there. But now the Gemara asks why the Shulchan is going to become Tami in the first place, but typically the Chli Eitz Asul Nachasu. Why don't we just say the Shulchan is a Chli Eitz? It's made out of wood, and it's Asul Nachas means it's made not to be moved. It's made to be stationary. And V'chol Chli Eitz Asul Nachas Loi Mitma. Any Chli Eitz which is not meant to be moved, it can't become Tamei. So the answer is my time. Why would it become Tamei? Because Domi Desak Be'inon. As compared to a sack, Masak Mitalta Mal Verekam. Just like a sack, it could become Tamei, and it could be carried while it's full or empty. Afkol Mitalta Mal Verekam. Also, anything that could be carried full or empty is going to be Makabel Tama. And Hainami Mitalta Mal Verekam. Who and the Shulchan is. Carried full and empty. Because Rish Lakish, just like what Rish Lakish says, Rish Lakish, he says, My Lakish was pshat on the Pasuk Al Shulchan Atahar, the Lechem Panim is supposed to be placed on the Shulchan, which is Tahar. Mechlal then applies to Tomei that it could be Makabal Toma. Vamai, why could it be Makabal Toma? Kliyetz Hasulinachasu. It's a Kliyetz which is meant not to be moved, it's meant to be stationary. The Ain Makabal Toma, and it shouldn't be Makabal Toma. Al Malam, this teaches us, Shemagbian Oisai, that the Kahanim would actually lift up the Shulchan, Umayran Bail Eil Regalim Lechem Apanim, and they would show the Lechem Apanim to all the people that came to be Eil Regal, and they would tell them, Ruuchi Baschem of See how cherished you are to Hashem. See, look at Kisidurai. The Lechem Apanim is removed in the same state that it's put on. And Dharma Bishub and Levi, Bishub and Levi says, Nes Gadol Nasab Lechem Apanim. There was this great Nes that happened to the Lechem Apanim. Kisidurai, Kachsi Lukai. It was put on the same way it was taken off. Just like when it was put on, it was warm. So too, when they took the Lechem Apanim off of the Shulchan, even though it was on there for a whole week, it was still warm. Shanamar the Pasuk says, Lasum Lechem Chaim Biyami Lakhai. To place warm bread like on the day of its taking. But either way, we see from here that the Shulchan could be Makabal Toma because it was moved. The Gemara asks with Tabakali, why don't we just say the Shulchan's Makabal Toma Mishum Tzipoy because it's coated in gold? The Tanan, we have a Mishnah, HaShulchan Madopaki, a table or a folding chair that was used somewhat like a table, Shinif Chasu, that it slightly got ruined, Oshachip and Bashayish, or it was covered in stone, Vashir Behem Makam and Kaisais, but there's still enough place of the original table left over that you could put a cup there. Tame, it still could be Makabal Toma. Rebudim, Rebudim says Makam and the place that has to be left over that's not coated in stone has to be big enough to put Chatichai, such as pieces of meat or bread there. But we see from here that a Kli is bottled to its Tzipoy, to its covering. If we have 
have a shulchan, which is usually in Makabotoma, and then we put a stone covering on it. Stone is not Makabotoma, so we're going to say that it's bottled to the stone covering, and now this table is not going to Makabotoma. The same thing should apply with the shulchan on the base Hamikdash. The shulchan was wood, but it was covered in gold, so it should be bottled to its sipoy, it should be bottled to its coating, and therefore it should be Makabotoma because of that. And if you want to suggest it as the Gemara, Shani Atse Shitim, the Shitim wood is different. The shulchan is made out of Shitim wood. The Chashivi, Shitim wood is very Chashiv, Valoi Batli, and they're not going to be bottled to the sipoy. Honey Chirish that only is good according to Rish The Amr Shlakish says, this is only taught that the kli is bottled to its sipoy if we're talking about kliach salgim, which is a very cheap type of wood that comes from overseas. But if we're dealing with the kli masamim, meaning it's a very expensive type of wood, it's not bottled to its sipoy. Shapir, so that makes sense that even though the shulchan was coated in gold, since it was made of expensive wood, it's not going to be bottled to its sipoy. But El Rabbi Yechanan to Amar Kwan Rabbi that says, that even if a kli is made out of very expensive wood, it's still bottled to its sipoy. What could we say? The shulchan was covered in gold, and even though it was made out of expensive wood, it's still bottled to the gold, and gold could be Kabul Tama. And Mechitim, if you want to suggest, Kamat Tzipoy Oymid, Kamat Tzipoy She'enu Oymid, that there's a difference if the Tzipoy is Oymid or not Oymid. A Tzipoy that's Oymid means this coating is very strongly attached. Tzipoy that's not Oymid means it's not strongly attached. And it's not strongly attached, so then the Kli itself is not going to be bottled to the Tzipoy, and the coating of the Shulchan was not strongly attached. But Habamine Rishlakish Mabiachan, Rishlakish already asked this question of Rabbiachanon. He asked him, Are you saying you're din only if the coating is strongly attached, or even if it's not strongly attached? Are you saying your Allah only if the lip is covered or even if the lip of the Kli is not covered? It doesn't make a difference if the coating is strongly attached or not. It doesn't make a difference if the lip of the Kli is covered or if it's not covered. Any time a Kli is coated with something, it doesn't make a difference if it's strongly attached or not strongly attached, we say that it is bottled to its coating. So the Shulchan should be the same thing. It's coated with gold, and even though the gold is not strongly attached, it's still bottled to the gold coating. So the reason why the Shulchan can be Kabotoma is because it has a gold coating and it's going to be Tommy because of the gold, not because it's a wood Kli. So why do we keep on saying that the reason why it's Tommy is because it's wood? So we answer Elishani Shulchan. Shulchan's different in this case. Because the Torah itself calls the Shulchan wood. So yes, even though the wood is coated in gold, we still focus on the wood part of the Shulchan and not on the gold. The Pasuk says, And he spoke to me, This is the Shulchan that's in front of Hashem. So we see the Pasuk calls it a Shulchan and it calls it wood. So even though the Shulchan is coated in gold, we look at it as a wood kli, and therefore we have to find a way that this wood kli could be makabal toma. But now the Gemara just addresses the wording of the Pasuk. Pasach b'mizbeach b'sim b'shulchan. The Pasuk started talking about the Mizbeach, but then concluded by talking about the Shulchan. So what exactly we're talking about, the Mizbeach or the Shulchan? So Rabbi Yechon and they both answered the what's the Pasuk coming to teach us? When we had the Beis HaMikdash, the Mizbeach itself, and bring Karbonus on the Mizbeach, that brought a kapara for a person. Achshav, now that we don't have a Beis HaMikdash, Shulchan and Shul when he has guests at his table and he does mitzvahs and he eats at his table properly, that brings about a kapar for him just like the Mizbeah. We're going to stop here for the day. I pick up tomorrow with finishing the Mesechta. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.